So I think this event is going really well. Who thinks the same thing? Yeah. I'm grateful to be a part of this. So this is a song I wrote, and uh, it's, it's a little deep, I gotta warn you, but um, it's about repentance, and it's called awakening. So here it goes. It's late and I can't find my bed Sirens ring inside my head How deep these wounds until I dare Come tumbling down <laughs> 
will praise the one who can bear the crown. What's awakening in me? A heart that's brave enough to see. The one my own darkness has lain. Who suffered loss that I may gain. Thank you very much. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much. Give it up for our performers, Aaron, the Marigold, Zachary, and Patrick. I had no idea that Reliant K was still a thing. Like, I didn't, I had no idea. Like, I, last time I heard that song was probably like 2007, and I had an like an awful two-inch high mohawk, and like it was it was just a different time. So it's nice to know that those things are still kicking around. <laughs> what did you think of that, Isla? It was pretty good. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, for those of you who don't listen to Wittenberg Radio for anything else, it should be to listen to Isla Manning once a month. That's true. We don't. <laughs> this is one of the things I have a strong opinion about. You should listen one of many. to me speak. You really should. Yeah. So every month, Isla brings uh, different, what do we call them? We've tried this a couple times, and we've tried to name what these things are, like disappointments. We tried, to coin, we tried to coin Isla's anger at one point, just mm -hmm. to be alliterative, but like, 
it doesn't work just because I have an opinion I'm a woman doesn't mean I'm angry. It's true. Nolan. Mm. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. So I was going to come up here and try and argue that the DOXA committee is the best committee. However, I thought that since this was an event put on by another wonderful committee and we had just come from a meal organized by a different committee, that would not be very defensible or polite, but it's still true. <laughs> um, I would like to speak to you today about the fact that red uh, is best. Red is the best color. You may have read the book, Red is Best, when you were a child. Um, I did, and it left a lasting impression. Um, approximately 50% of my shoes are red. I only buy red shoes now. Anything I have done in the past was a mistake. Um, <laughs> and I still wear them because I'm cheap and they're comfortable. It's the best color to wear if you want to get noticed or if you want to blend into the background of some really nice like red fall trees or like red Christmas things. It also is the color that looks the best on me, so extra points there. So Do you red. have anything to say in, I, well, we're just, in a position? I, I, I feel like I can't because I'm wearing red. So there I mean, I feel like I'm in agreement with you. Anything, it's true. It, I have no arguments, from, no arguments from my end. Good. Yeah, good, red is best. What Settle. reason do you like red? Other than the convenience of... And the cheapness of red shoes. Uh -huh. um, because it makes me really happy. Every time I see red things, I'm just like, that's a really good color. It's just very vibrant. Um, and it happens to be the color of a lot of different holidays, which makes it really handy to have a lot of. Um, it's the color of Canada, a country that I love, um, despite a lot of things. Like... <laughs> Like pipelines and mm -hmm. stuff. Generals, yeah. What's an example of a red thing you've seen in the last week that has made you happy? My dog's collar. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not reason enough for everyone, I don't know what is. There you go. There you have it, folks. Red is best. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Isla Manning, for the defense of red. Now, we'll have a few more coffee performances coming up in uh, just a little while. Thank you to everyone who has stuck around for our live taping this evening. But first, for most of us, we're lucky if we get a chance to set foot inside the United Nations. And even if we do, let's be honest, it's likely just because we didn't get tickets to Hamilton. However, <laughs> Rebecca Penner not only went to the UN, she went there on a mission. Rebecca is a double major in theology and international development here at CMU. Uh, applied, she'll explain to us how this works, but somehow she found herself at the United Nations with, um, with MCC back in October. There she attended a conference uh, covering, among other things, I'm sure, humanitarianism and uh, peacekeeping, peacekeeping efforts in Haiti. Uh, so she's here now to tell us about experience. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so describe your feelings the first time you set foot inside uh, the General Assembly. Um, it was crazy just knowing that I was in the place where so many huge decisions in the world get made. Um, I'm never going to get a chance to help make those decisions most likely. And so just being in this place where, yeah, was surreal. Absolutely. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, how did you get Kate? Walk us through this process. How did you end up at the UN? There was a, there was a contest. Yes. 
Um, so there is a public speaking contest that is held every March here at CMU and at different other Mennonite post-secondary institutions all over Canada and the States. And so I won the contest level here at CMU. And so my speech was taped and it was sent in to be judged against all the other different winning speeches. And I found in, out in September that I had won. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got to choose a peace conference to go to, and there would be a scholarship to travel there. And so I decided to go to the UN in New York. That's awesome. So when you got to the UN, um, what were, you, what were some things that went on there that took you by surprise? Like, did you sit in on sessions or did you get a tour or, yeah, what kinds of things stuck out to you? Um, I'd say one of the really cool things was getting to go on the tour and to see just all the different levels and places at the UN. Um, it was actually interesting because there were a lot of places that we couldn't see mm -hmm. um, just because the weekend that I was there, there were a lot of really top secret meetings going on. So the tour guide was trying to give us a tour of the building and she'd be like, and so now we're going to enter and then she'd stop and she'd look at the screen and she's like, actually, we're gonna skip that. Um, <laughs> so we missed a good chunk of the United Nations tour, but it was really interesting. Yeah. So you're participating in this, um, in this conference and you're talking about, <laughs> talking about Haiti a, a lot of yes. the time. Uh, what, what sort of things were discussed in relation to Haiti? Um, so they kind of used Haiti as a case study to kind of understand how the United Nations and decisions and advocacy all work. Um, so we kind of looked at Haiti as a case study specifically looking at United Nations involvement with the peacekeeping there. Um, and specifically how do the United Nations peacekeeping troops actually brought cholera to Haiti. Um, after the 2010 earthquake, they sent a lot of troops over there and they did not properly test the troops to see if they were healthy. And once they were there, they didn't follow proper hygiene practices. And so the disease got into the main water. And so the main focus of the conference was learning about how this absolute tragedy has happened because thousands of people have lost their lives or become significantly affected permanently. Um, and just a case study on how advocacy works. And so MCC has partnered with a number of organizations to raise awareness of what has happened um, because they are still trying to hold the UN accountable for it. Wow, so what was your input in the conversation going on there? Um, so it was a student conference, so different students from all over Canada and the States attended. Um, we were mostly there to learn. It was a topic that most of us had never really even heard about. Um, so that's what it was more than anything. It was a learning opportunity. Um, now that you do know about it, I'm curious what you've, well, how has this inspired you as you've come home? Has there been further action? I notice that you've been posting things about petitions or uh, things that, like people can get involved with this as well and to raise awareness. Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, at the current point where it's at, it is just mostly awareness raising and trying to keep it in the conversation. And so there is a website called facejustice.org 
And if any of you would like to sign the petition, there are links to it on the websites. Um, and if any of you want to share about it, um, go ahead and do that because right now, a huge tragedy has happened and not a lot is being done to hold the people responsible accountable. Mm -hmm. What is one way that being at the UN inspired you in a way that maybe a protest or like just a, an activist approach di uh, couldn't? Um, I think one of the ways that it inspired me was that it kind of showed me how big some of these problems are, just in a very tangible way. You're there, you're seeing the places, um, but also in a way where there was some hope because terrible tragedies have occurred there. Things do not always run smoothly at the United Nations, but sometimes things that are good do happen. And there are things that are tough, but there's always, always hope. Well, thank you for sharing your story of hope here with us on the, sh on the show. Rebecca Penner, everybody, thank you so much. Awesome, we're gonna keep going with some of our coffee house. So for our next set, we have Colin uh, doing dance, and then we have Alicia and Erica uh, playing the bell tree and musical accompaniment. And then we have Amalia, Gabby, Mike, and Isaac doing a song. Um, so um, me and Erica are gonna play a couple Christmas songs on Bell Tree. Um, like we, we're in the, um, the CMU handbell ensemble, but this is kind of just like a different thing. We've been doing a little bit of more soloing this year. So I hope you guys enjoy it.
It has come to our attention that we are repeating a Christmas carol, but who doesn't love Christmas carols? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to sing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Thanks again to our last set and to all our Coffee House performers tonight. Let's give it up again.
And now we have something special from our Arts and Entertainment Committee. Uh, you'll notice that under your chairs there are candles um, and they are already starting to be lit. Um, so we're gonna light those momentarily. But a quick note, please be careful to not drip wax on the carpet. That would not be good and yeah, we wouldn't want that. Believe us, nothing spoils holiday cheer more than an angry Tara Schmidt. That's <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> Um, along, along with lighting the candles, uh, Emily Rempel and Co. will lead us in singing Silent Night. Just Emily Rempel. <laughs> yeah. Emily Rempel could be her own company for all we know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we got to get the lights in here. Everyone can stand up. Yeah, let's get up on our... been sitting down for a while. Get up stand on Thank you so much for joining us here at Wittenberg Radio Live at the Christmas Gala. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming out tonight. You all deserve an amazing... Let's give one more round of applause for everybody who's been up here tonight. Thanks to all our guests and Coffeo's performers. Thanks to the Arts and Entertainment Committee for organizing all of this. Yeah, there it is. And thank you to, of course, our sound crew, Jace at the back. Thanks, Maddie Allen. 
And we're going to let her play us out of here, but not before I quickly plug our show. You can listen to this online at WittenbergRadio.com. We are on iTunes at Wittenberg Radio and Facebook, Twitter, and our website, WittenbergRadio.com. WittenbergRadio at gmail.com is the place to send us your comments about how awesome tonight was and about how great a part you played in that. So thank you all for coming out tonight. We're going to let Maddie play us out for Wittenberg Radio. I'm Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolleen Klassenweeb. We'll see you in the new year. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Sing along. Just like the ones I used to know. Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. I Says be white. I'll do it again. Cause I'm, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. Where the treetops glisten and children they listen to hear the sleigh bells in the snow. Merry Christmas. Dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas cut our May your days, may your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white I'm Bobo de Vive
won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. And when those blue snowflakes start falling, that's when those blue memories start calling. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas away, but I have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. Take a solo. And when those blue snowflakes are falling, that's when those blue memories start calling. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas away. <laughs> Won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. And when those blue snowflakes start falling, that's when those blue memories start calling. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas away. But I'll have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.